0: Welcome to the fourth Sunday of Advent, Sunday, December 20th, 2020, with the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, with Rev. Jonathan Warren. Rev. Warren's title of his sermon is Mission. The special music, Angel's Medley, is performed by soloist Tim Chipman. Our first scripture reading comes from 2 Samuel 7, 1 through 11. And our gospel reading is Luke 1, 26 through 38. Mary and Merle Fox are reading the collect for the fourth Sunday of Advent. We pray that you have a joyful Christmas with your loved ones and that you have a blessed new year. God bless until we meet again next time.
1: Remembering the candles of joy, peace and hope, we remember that Christ who was born in Bethlehem will come again to fulfill all God's promises and bring us everlasting joy, peace, hope. The fourth candle of Advent is the candle of love. God's love is a perfect love. It holds nothing back. God in love gives us everything we need to live a life of hope and peace and joy. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus,
0: show us God's perfect love.
2: This is what love is like. Love is patient, kind, and envies no one. Love is never boastful or conceited, rude, or selfish. Love is not easily offended. It keeps no records of wrongs. It does not gloat over other people's troubles, but rejoices in the right, the good, and the true. There is nothing that love cannot face. Love never ends. We light the candle of love to remind us that Jesus brings us God's love and shows us how to love others. Love is like a light shining in a dark place. As we look at this candle, we celebrate the love we find in Jesus Christ. Let us pray together. Thank you, God, God, for the love love you give. give. We ask that as we wait for all your promises to come true and for Christ to come again, that you would remain present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word and to do your will by sharing your love with each other. We ask this in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem. Amen.
3: The scripture reading is from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 through 11 and verse 16. Let us listen to the word of God. Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day but I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people? Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great uh, (laughs) name like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place, and be disturbed no more, and evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever."
1: Our gospel lesson today comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let us listen to the word of God. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, he will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her, who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Then Mary said, Here I am. The servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to, the, to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My dad used to love watching the TV show Mission Impossible. If you remember it, every episode began with your mission, should you choose to accept it is, and then fill in a crazy impossible scenario followed by, this letter will self-destruct in five seconds. And then the music would begin. Da-na-na, na 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 By some small miracle, at the end of every show, they pulled off this impossible task. In one of the Mission Impossible movies, Ethan Hunt's complaining that there's no way this mission could work. Mr. Hunt, that's why we don't call it Mission Difficult, we call it Mission Impossible. Dun-na-na, dun-na-na. It certainly uh, makes for great entertainment to watch the impossible happen, but to live it, that's another story. To cut against the grain, to beat all the odds, to swim upstream, each of those are no simple task, yet that's exactly where we find Mary in our scripture reading today. You heard it, an angel visits Mary and tells her that she will have a child, the very child that was foretold in today's Second Samuel chapter 7 reading, the, prom- the promised Messiah who takes the throne of his ancestor David. Mary's response isn't, wow, that's amazing. She has a direct and quite obvious question for the angel, How? Since I'm a virgin, how? The angel answers her, as one scholar puts it, showing us the great lengths God will go to in his efforts to rescue undeserving people. Then the angel sums up the improbability of the Christmas story, telling Mary, for nothing will be impossible for God. Luke 1.37 is the verse that sums up the entire history of salvation. For nothing will be impossible for God. And that's all she needed to hear because Mary quickly moves from how and why me to being God's servant. And this is where the action really begins. Da. Da-na-na, 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 da-na. When she says, "I'm God's servant," she knows she's going to have to tell people that she's pregnant, and the questions of who the father is are bound to come, aren't they? She lives in a world where a pregnant teen who's not officially married could be publicly shamed, potentially executed, she's going to have to tell Joseph. And only two things end the betrothal between them, divorce or death. It's grounds for Joseph to seek divorce. He can certainly move on, but she would likely never be married, and she's with a child. And of course, there's also a high rate of mothers dying during childbirth. While it might seem to some like a great honor for Mary... She's in for quite a ride, filled with sacrifice and surrender. As you can see, there's more to Mary than meets the eye. She's not as quiet and as meek as we might have imagined. Her faith is stronger than her fear of divorce or death. Her belief and love of God moves her beyond this moment. And she seizes the possibilities that God has the undeserving. Today, Mary's been handed a virtually impossible task, and yet she takes it the moment she hears, for nothing will be impossible for God. It's certainly a line she'll have to repeat over and over again. Mary's story seems to parallel ours this Christmas. In this pandemic, we too are up against impossible odds, Just like Mary doesn't know how things will play out, we too don't know what's in store these next few months. We know that Mary does tell Joseph that he doesn't divorce her, but now, while pregnant, they're to travel far to Bethlehem. And for us, it's been a long year, leaving us tired and exhausted. We know what Mary felt. This journey has left many of us, many around us, ill, some around us who have died, and we're tired and exhausted. We know that Mary and her child survives the birth, but she's far from family, much like many of us this Christmas. I know this Christmas in particular leaves us uh, and Mary feeling uh, with a variety of mixed emotions, filled with trials and loneliness, angst and exhaustion. Yet hope is still glimmering through at times. For soon Mary will be greeted by magi coming from the east bearing gifts, and we too will also receive gifts from afar in the form. Of vaccines. That's what many of our children are wishing for this Christmas. Not for gifts of toys, but gifts of vaccines. It's not just children wishing those things. Now, Mary makes it through all this, not just repeating this refrain, uh, for nothing will be impossible for God, because she's promised something far greater. The promised Messiah who will take the throne of his ancestor David and give us the everlasting kingdom. We too are promised this, and yet, it's not here yet. But it is coming. And just like Mary we must wait, living and hoping for God's great promise. na danana, danana, dana. Tomorrow is when the winter solstice occurs, making December 21st the longest night, the darkest day of the year. As we wait for Christ to come during an impossible year, We're challenged, like Mary, to invite God into our impossibilities, to invite God into our darkest hours and situations. And even on our longest night, we might just see the Bethlehem star. Craig Barnes, the president of Princeton, shares a personal story, probably one of his darkest hours, waiting, longing, wondering. He says, My father left us when I was 16, and once he left, he never stopped running. Every time we tried to find him, he would only leave and disappear again. He died alone in a raggedy trailer park somewhere in the middle of Florida. A neighboring pastor who did not know him spent two days trying to find his family, even though he didn't know our names. My dad missed all the important events in his son's lives graduations, weddings birth of children, our two ordinations, and both of our Ph.D. ceremonies. He missed all of it. I prayed and prayed that he would return to us. I used to yearn for the day that he would show up in a congregation where I was preaching. My my longing was for him to come through the line at the end of worship, take my hand, and say, good job, son. But he never came. At his funeral, I stared at the casket and wondered what happened to all those prayers for him. Were they just lying around the floor of heaven? When the service was over, my brother and I went to his little trailer in hopes of piecing together something about his life. And that was when we received the great Christmas gift. Sitting on his kitchen table was a devotional journal in which he had written his prayers and thoughts about various Bible passages. I was relieved to discover that he did not also abandon his faith. But Then I came across a dog-eared, tattered page with the title, Daily Prayer List at the top. And the first Two items on that list were my brother's name and my name. I'll never understand the lonely madness that drove my father away from everyone who loved him, but I am so thankful to know that to his dying day, he never forgot us. He talked to God about us, even though for some reason he could not talk to us. There was enough grace in that to get me through. The grace was not that I received what I wanted. I did not find my father in time. The grace was that Jesus never lost him. And for me, the grace was that I then realized, through all those years of praying for my dad, wondering where those prayers ended. I was speaking with my heavenly Father who will never leave me or forsake me. As we wait for Christ to come, we, like Mary, know it won't always be easy. Mary wasn't ever promised easy, especially in the darkest times. She was promised that nothing's impossible for God, that the promised Messiah will come. While a vaccine will solve the ails of today, it will not fix all that ails us. Tomorrow brings the darkest day of the year. Just like Mary and Reverend Barnes, we wait. We wait for a greater peace. We wait for a greater hope, a greater joy, a greater love. For the only thing that will fix all that ails us is coming. Because we know that God will never leave us or forsake us. So, your mission, should you choose to accept it, nothing will be impossible. For God da-na-na, 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 da-na. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit
0: Amen If you found this material inspiring And would like to support our ministry Here at First Love From the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois Please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Dash eight seven zero. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is two one seven two four five four one eight nine. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's OFFICE at FIRSTPRES jax.org You can join our live stream video of Sunday services which start at 9:55 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com/firstpresjax that's www.facebook.com/firstpresjax we also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com/groups/221761382271153/Presbyterians for a Purpose is a group for anyone needing to get contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our 10 a.m. services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.